Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. So what's happening with your office getting built? I thought he was going to start soon. Yeah, I have to move the chickens and the new coop is like almost done. So as soon as they're moved, then we can take out the old coop and then we can start the office. Ah, that'll be great. It's a process. I'm so excited though. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in Ojai, right outside of LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Liz. That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Today, we're going to follow up on our all dressed up and no place to go segment from episode 291. We got all dressed up again, and this time it worked out. Then we're going to do a take two of all the amazing examples we've gotten of being all dressed up with no place to go. In Take a Hike, Liz is going to share how she discovered the joy of getting into it. Finally, we have a Hollywood hack that will help you sleep better, but first an update. Yes, we want to remind everybody that season two of Fantasy Island is premiering on January 2nd at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central on Fox. And Sarah, we're just so excited. We keep forgetting that everyone hasn't seen season two and we'll refer to it and then realize, oh, nobody's seen that. So we're so excited to share season two. Yes. Finally, others will understand (laughs) when we talk about it. Yes. And we should mention just some of our amazing guest stars. I mean, in the first episode, we have Cheryl Hines and Rachel Harris guest starring. So that alone should get you in. Oh, my gosh. And they're hilarious. Usually we're not super into ad-libbing, but... They're both comics, so they ad-libbed, and oh my gosh, they're hilarious together. Okay, it is time for From the Treadmill Desk Sub, where we talk about what's most pressing in our work psyches, and this week it's a follow-up to our all-dressed-up and no-place-to-go discussion from 291. We talked, Sarah, about how we were all psyched up for a pitch, (laughs) Had our outfits planned, had practiced, we're all ready to go. And then at 11 p.m. the night before, we got an email that it's not happening and we were extremely deflated. Yes, we had cleared the houses of humans and animals. We were 
<laughs> you're like all set. And then ugh, it was yes. such a like pop of the balloon. Yes. And I should say, so a pitch for anyone who doesn't know is when we go in and we have written a whole thing and we sell or attempt to sell a show. And that's the first step in a very long process toward getting a show on the air. Yes. The first and one of the most important. It's like there are these major steps and the first is selling the pitch. Then there's getting the pilot picked up. Then there's getting the show picked up. It's like boom, boom, boom. So it happened. We had to wait, gosh, I think another 10 days. It didn't happen right away. We kept forgetting about it because (laughs) when it didn't happen, it was just off our minds. But finally, we got to get dressed up again and got ourselves all set up. We practiced again. Adam took the dogs to the dog park. One of our discussions we were having was how we had all these plans for how to not have barking dogs or children (laughs) in the background. We got all set up again and we did our pitch and drum roll, we sold it in the room. Yay! Now, of course, we have to say all dressed up in this case because it's a Zoom room means basically just our shirts. Like yes. I was wearing flip flops and jeans. Yes, I was wearing sweats on the bottom, but I had on a nice <laughs> collared shirt and jewelry on the top. I did my hair, makeup, the whole deal. Did my makeup, I put <laughs> mascara. Yeah, whenever Violet sees me in mascara, she's like, Do you have a meeting? Oh, that is so funny. (laughs) Anyway, it's sold. Yay. But the interesting thing is selling in a Zoom room, it really is different than selling in an in-person room. Yes. So you either sell it in the room or you can they can tell you up to like that afternoon or days later they're buying it or they don't buy it at all, which is, of course, also has happened to us. But so selling it in the room is like the goal. You want to finish your pitch and have whoever's, you know, the most senior person in the room say, we love it. Let's do it. And they did do that. But yeah, in Zoom, it just doesn't have the same level of festivity that it has when you're all together. Exactly. Like in person, there's this thrill that goes around the room and everyone's all like, woohoo, yay excited oh we can't you know hugging there's There's usually hugging oh yes hugging we had one time we pitched and then we went to the elevator and Channing Dungey was actually the executive that we pitched to and our favorite person in the world basically and she came and met us at the elevator and was like we want to do it and then it was just like joyful eruption it was like fabulous excitement that was really funny because remember there was the two hallways so we went down the guest hallway and they came around the other (laughs) hallway so they met us at the elevator that was yes one of our highlights of hollywood i would say truly was it was so great And this also was awesome. I don't want to be like, oh, man, this is... No, it was awesome. It was just the first time we've done it on Zoom instead of... Like, you and I aren't even together now. Well, that's the thing. It's like, usually we, like, pitch together, and then we walk out, and then we're driving back to our office, and then... Or we go to lunch. Oh, Toad's like a thing. (laughs) This was just like, okay, well, now I'm still at home by myself. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Also, Sarah, our last pitch, Fantasy Island, was a hitch to series, yes. which is very unusual even for that to be a thing. But that also made it an even bigger deal, although that is not one where we sold it in the room. That's one where we had to wait to hear yes. whether or not they were going to buy it. Yes, which obviously we were like, please buy it in the room. But then you understand this is it was a huge commitment, not yes. just... 
we'll write a script. So, so now what we do, and I wish, by the way, Sarah, that we could give more details about what this is. We're hoping soon we can share more of yes. the details in the log line and all of that, because we know it's annoying to have us sort of <laughs> talk about something <laughs> but not say exactly what it is, but we have to wait for the okay for it to be announced before we can do that. So now the thing is we have to write the script. So that's, I mean, we have to write a story area and then an outline and then a script. That's what the next yes. step is for this sale. Yes, which it's funny also because it's so close to the holidays. It's like, huh, like usually we would just be plowing forward, but there's this sense of like, but wait, we're going to have to, it's kind of a halting thing, but I'm so excited. I really love this project. Yes. I am seeing Sarah trip to the Emerald Iguana in our very near future with a whiteboard. Um, <laughs> where we break this bad boy. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, here's the thing. You and I are waiting to hear an official word on season three of Fantasy Island. I absolutely think we will get a season three of Fantasy Island. But until we do, Sarah, we can just obsess about this project as well. Yes, which will be so fun. Yes. Okay, Liz. Next up, we have a take two segment where we hear from our listeners about their all dressed up with no place to go experiences. But first, this break. I don't know about you, but we're always looking for ways to get our kids involved and give back in our local community. That's why we're excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which is the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local Local community. I would love for Violet to do this program when she's in high school. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, it's also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Liz, it's time for take two in which we revisit a segment we've discussed in the past. 
We asked our listeners what kind of all dressed up and no place to go situations come up in their work. Um, And we heard from so many people. It was absolutely fascinating, like how widespread this is. (laughs) Yes, we are not the only ones, which Sarah, I don't know about you, but it made me feel so much better to know like everyone feels this at times and experiences this. So I'm like, oh, okay. It's just part of the, everyone's job. Oh, so much better. Yes. Plus it was just fascinating to oh. just hear about all these different fields. And yes. I, it was, it's great. Thank you for everybody who, yes. who shared your stories about this. So this comes from Joanne. She said in this week's episode, you asked about other professions equivalent of a pitch meeting canceled at the last minute. For criminal defense attorneys like me, it's a try canceled at the last minute. Hours of preparation, legal research, motion drafting, late night calls and texts to other trial attorney friends, plus figuring out what you want to wear and how to make the audio visual equipment cooperate. And then the alleged victim doesn't show up or your client doesn't show up or there aren't enough courtrooms or judges. Sometimes you can predict that it's likely to happen, but it doesn't really matter because you have to be prepared. Yeah. And Liz, we heard from so many lawyers about this happening. Yes. Different versions of it, depending on what kind of law they practice. But that was fascinating. Then Amanda said, for us, it's software that clients never launch, usually startups. We've built incredibly beautiful systems that never see the light of day. One or two are really heartbreaking. Oh, my gosh. And then Kim says, real estate. So many situations where you have to bring your A-game full throttle at the drop of a hat and then suddenly not. (laughs) And Laura is in retail design. She said... Story models, sliding, re-grand opening dates, hundreds of hours of design document creation on a very strict timeline, lots of shifting still happening with supply chain issues for fixtures, equipment, building materials, and any store that gets remodeled has to be complete before Black Friday. Retail changes so much that pushing things out can result in a lot of additional change and redesign. So that's interesting, Sarah, to think about all the brochures and all the stuff that's printed. And then it's like, we're not ready. Yep. Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) Amanda says, I'm an architectural photographer, and it's arriving on location at a shoot, only to discover that no one bothered to check slash tell us that the building wasn't ready to photograph. (laughs) Oops. Kira says, former local government bureaucrat here. New mayor or department head comes on board, doesn't like XYZ initiative that you've been working on for months or years, and kills it. Then she says, though, save your files because maybe the next boss will like it. (laughs) I mean, Liz, that's exactly what we go through. Executives leave and then suddenly the new person is like, meh. That's very Hollywood, actually. (laughs) Very Hollywood. That happens all the time. Whenever someone's got a project going and then like the president of the studio or CEO or whoever leaves, everyone just groans because they're like, oh, no, my project is going to be dead. (laughs) Yeah. Kim says, canceled meetings slash events, working with several locations on quotes to get the perfect venue, coordinate the AV needs, rooming list, meeting agenda, and then bam, meeting is canceled. A lot of behind the scenes work on a project that goes unrecognized. I can't even imagine how frustrating that is. 
Um, This was interesting from Gretchen. She says, museum professional here. We also have the equivalent of pitch meetings with potential donors. I lead the creative team, so I don't have as many of the relationship building meetings that the fundraising team does. But when I am in, it's because they are ready for me to pitch a project's details. Straight canceling does happen at the last minute, but tougher is when you hear something that means they are less of a match for the project you prepped to pitch and a different one might be more likely to get funded. When you've been working with the fundraiser or the CEO for a while, you get good at reading each other to pull off those pivots, but it's not easy. Easier now that a lot of meetings are on Zoom and you can private chat or text each other under the table. Oh, that's smart. Yes. So pivoting. We'll have to remember that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Carrie is a teacher. She says, prepping a great lesson or activity and you end up sick or kids just don't get it. Or a full moon is occurring and you didn't check the calendar. Inside recess can throw anything off as well. Oh my gosh. Yes. Especially when you're dealing with lots of children of any age. Yes. You were a teacher, Sarah, so I'm sure you can relate to that. (laughs) I can imagine. (laughs) Um, And then Sarah, this is one of my favorites. Finally, we heard from Deborah. She said, space scientists here. Space missions typically take five years to go from approved concept to launch, unless you aren't done and can't make your launch readiness date. Just had that happen, all geared up and delayed by a year or more. So, Ugh. so painful. Oh, my god! So, gosh. yeah, ours wasn't exactly the delay of a space launch, Sarah. So no. I think Deborah has s- it worse. Absolutely. But I have to say, I love that we have something in common with a space scientist. It I makes do me too. feel very cool. <laughs> me too. I know. I was like, well, then. Yeah. So thanks again, everyone, for telling us what your all dressed up and no place to go experiences have been. Um, and if people are out there with more of them, send them to us because we're fascinated by the window into other people's lives. And Sarah, now it is time for Take a Hike in which we discuss physical, mental, and spiritual health. And today it's, I don't know, well, it's kind of mental and spiritual, I guess. Oh, yeah. The joy of getting into it. Okay, Liz, you have to explain this because one, it's fabulous, and two, it's hilarious. Yeah. So, okay. Recently, Sarah, I threw myself into a theme party, which is not my style. I am not a person (laughs) who likes to dress up or do theme parties or any of that, but I just decided to get into it. I said, let me just get into this. So the theme was an ugly sweater. It was an ugly sweater party. I will say in the past, this is not something I necessarily would have thrown myself into, but now that we've introduced corgis to our lives, Sarah, I'm always searching (laughs) for reasons to celebrate the corgis. So as soon as I saw, okay, ugly sweater party, I decided, I know, I'm going to do a corgi theme for all three of us. So I literally immediately ordered a custom sweater for myself that had a picture of two corgis, different colors like Nacho and Daisy, and then had their names on it. And I'll post a picture of myself in this. It is the most amazing outfit I think I've ever seen. And then I said, okay, and I'm also getting leggings. So I also then ordered (laughs) myself corgi Christmas leggings. So I had the sweater and I had the leggings. And I really enjoyed getting into it. And then I got 
Jack and Adam, they didn't do the bottoms because <laughs> I, I couldn't push my luck that far. But they uh. both also had corgi Christmas sweaters. So it just was fun to just get into it. As I said, the joy of getting into it as opposed to the sort of malaise of trying to avoid it as much as possible. Trying to get away with the least amount of theme. <laughs> what I would normally do. And instead, I just embraced. Well, and what I love about it, one, it like gives your whole family this identity and cohesiveness that you all were like the corgi people, which as a dog person, that also, that makes me very happy. And then also, you will always have this memory now of the party. Like having done that, this event will stand out more for you moving on. You'll look at those pictures and be like, oh, that party, you know? Like, yes. it's so great. It's like an identifier. Totally. Sarah, what I was saying is, like, it can feel so uncomfortable to, you know, embrace the silly side if that for you is stepping out of your comfort zone. But it's fun. And it made me think I really <laughs> want to embrace I won't say my fun side in 2023 because I don't know if I have a fun side. I guess I should say I want to oh my goodness. build out my you, fun side. You have a fun side. Oh, You're I do? so fun. Oh, yeah. well, you find me fun. That's why I like you. <laughs> but I want to I want to just lean into the fun. Okay. I love this and I have to say Liz you inspired me. Having seen your corgi ugly sweater outfits, I was like, I'm going deep on Christmas cookies this year. Like, I make them sometimes. I'll make one or two on a very limited basis. But after that, I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm just diving into the Christmas cookies. We're going to go crazy. I was a little scared because I thought Violet was going to be super not into it. As it turns out, we baked all weekend. We did five different kinds of cookies involving decorating and stuffing centers with Nutella and all this stuff. And Violet did some by herself completely. It was so fun. I mean, my kitchen is a disaster, but (laughs) it was so fun. Oh, I love that. And you have all these amazing cookies now. I know. We're going to share with our neighbors. Oh, well, seeing, oh my gosh, the spirit of Christmas in Ojai, Sarah. I love it. (laughs) Look at us getting into the joy. Yes, we are just getting into it. Although I must admit, both Violet and I were totally exhausted by the end of the weekend. I mean, like flattened. But I do have a new sleep trick, which we'll share after this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, Liz, it's time for this week's Hollywood hack. Use a wedge pillow. Okay, so I don't even know. I've never heard of a wedge pillow, so I'm really interested in this. Wait, you've never heard of a wedge pillow? No. Okay, well, this is going to be a life changer for you. (laughs) 
I have heard of them, but I resisted getting one because I was just like, I mean, that seems silly. But I have spent so many nights propping up like six pillows so that I can sleep propped up right. Like if you're sick or like sometimes if you get reflux and you have like a tomatoey dinner and you're like, oh, God, I don't think I'm going to sleep well. I am so tired of the pillow stack, which always gets messed up in the middle of the night and you never sleep well. Okay, so I got this wedge pillow. Mine is uh, a Helix wedge pillow. It was about $100. They come in a vast price range and some have pockets on the sides. Some are 10 inches. Some are, you know, it's a whole thing. So you can look into like your own specific requirements. But I'm like, this thing is amazing. So it's a pillow that is, I guess, in the shape of a wedge, so it props you up all on its own. Yes, and you're not fighting with 8,000 pillows all night long. Well, I'm gonna, I should try one of these because I'm often someone that sleeps sitting up. Yeah, so this is made for you, Liz. Yes, okay. Well, definitely we should link to it in the show notes because I, I want to be able to click that link. <laughs> and get it. Okay. <laughs> By the way, side hack, I think a lot of people don't know that sleeping sitting up, or at least not totally sitting up, but propped up, can yeah. make you much more comfortable if you're sick. I think a lot of people don't know that trick in and of itself. Yes, which is, of course, something I learned when Violet was in like preschool and kindergarten, and we were both sick constantly. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, if I want to breathe, I should sleep sitting up a little. I think a lot of women learn that when they're pregnant, because I think when you're, oh, yes. for me, it started when I was pregnant, I would have to sleep sitting up a lot. Yes. And then you think like, oh, I'm going to have the baby and this whole reflux situation is going to go away. Yeah. <laughs> and then it doesn't. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So get the wedge pillow. Yes. Okay, that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please follow us if you haven't already. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Listen to the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing with Whole30's Melissa Urban, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at sfain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. So Sarah, what are your favorite cookies that you made? Let me, I have two. I think the, my favorites are these like stuffed Nutella chocolate cookies because Violet made them totally by herself. Like a hundred percent by herself. It was messy, (laughs) (laughs) but she fully did it herself. And then we made like gluten-free cutout cookies and, you know, iced them and we did Santa's and like with cookie cutters that I used when I was a little kid. Oh, that's nice. I know. It was like, oh, yeah. They're like these little plastic cookie cutters from the 70s, (laughs) but they're awesome. (laughs) 
from the Onward Project.